you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are Going In SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend, that was Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it on YouTube. And of course, if you're listening to this in the audio realm, we're available everywhere, including Apple iOS and the CastBox app. We've yeah. got a great partnership with CastBox. We do. Great app. Check it out. It really helps the show to check it out. Be, you know what I Leave a doing. comment. What? I was, I was on CastBox the other day. Day during my run, uh huh, and uh, I was looking for something to listen to. I ended up Did listening you listen to, to the Slow Burn season two yet. No, man, I'm not really into the whole Clinton Ken Starr thing. I might check it out. Should. It's really good. Uh, you finished uh, RFK tapes, right? Yeah, and that was fantastic. Yeah, that but was really I, good too. I was listening to some uh, talk as Jericho. Oh, yeah, but then I flipped over to our channel, the pre all in one, and I was, uh, yeah, 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 really yeah that one, where Jericho obviously gets drunk and it's hilarious. Um, and I was, uh, I was looking at some of our comments. Yeah. Did you know that? So we're at four, we're back onto the road to 1000. Cool. It's like within, it's like we're halfway there. Awesome. We got there before. Yeah. But I encourage everybody to now go back and do more comments on the, on the newer version of going in raw. <laughs> like, yes, more like right after we got this, we switched servers. Uh, our podcast people did this uh, to to help benefit the show. Yes, yes. But you know, in our small version of the you know in our micro view, the comments here you know we were at like sixteen hundred. Now we're back down to four hundred fifty eight. All right. Um, look at this from Alejandro says this is the only wrestling podcast I hear. Been following since top ten videos. Too sweet and a hearty handshake oh, thank from you very much Ecuador. That's great. All thank over you. the world. We're worldwide. You know who else is worldwide? Or what else is worldwide? The Going In Raw hates championship. Yeah, man. Uh, so regardless of how you feel about Adam Mayhem. He's still your champion. I know there's a lot. Well, I know there's lots of opinions out there. He successfully defended the hates championship in Korea in a triple threat match. The video is out there on the interwebs. I will tweet out. He might have already done that. Uh, I'll tweet out a link to it from the real Going In Raw Twitter account. Mm -hmm. And then today during the post show for Going In Raw, available to patrons a dollar and up, we might just take a look at the match. Great idea. The Adam Mayhem match. Great idea. So that's very exciting. A couple programming notes before we continue on. Uh, Number one, uh, I'll be here today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Yeah. And then... um, yeah, you're on a top secret mission. I'm on a top, I'm a classified mission. So Thursday and Friday, it's going to be all Larson. Might have a special guest in here on Friday. I'm working on that. Maybe a couple special oh, guests. Oh, so Thursday is just going to be you? It's going to be me and NXT, man. Oh, no Luchando on no Thursday? Luchando. He doesn't watch NXT. What about Luchando on Friday? Maybe. I'm oh, on okay. I'm I, working on it. I hear he has a big uh, mask versus mask match coming up on maybe. Oh, because that's on Thursday. He's got a big, did you hear about that? He's got a big mask v mask match. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. So when he shows up on Friday, he might be Sin Mascara. Or he might be, what's with? Con. Con. Con, yes. <laughs> as soon as I asked, I knew the answer to it. Con Mascara. Yeah. yeah I look so red. I was in yeah. the sun a lot yesterday. I can tell. I can tell. Oh, you got doing yard work? Uh, no, I went to, I had a birthday party. I went for a jog first. Was it your birthday party? And then I went to, <laughs> no, I had two birthday parties. Yesterday I had the family birthday party. And then be- before that, we had a poolside birthday party for one of Alabama's little friends. 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I put like sunblock on, but it only goes so far, man. Yeah, it was bright. Did you get your uh, your there. Pikes Peak, your Mountain Mikes? Yeah, yeah. And oh, so good. It's good. It's the best pizza out there. Yeah, I don't know about that. Don't know. Don't know about that. I like your shirt. Thank you. I got this from Zach Stoll, but thank you, Zach. It's a little. Usually, I get larges. Yeah, this sure. is a medium. Oh yeah. So it still fits. It fits fine. Yeah. But it, the sleeves are a little high up. Yeah. Any so, opportunity you get to do that, my God, it's just, it's the worst. I do it to mess with you. Let's do a couple super chats and we'll get to the news. Fear and loathing NYC, friendos, hello, home from work and high as F. Uh, a surprise undertaker is opening a gift from Michelle McCool. He opens it up to find a CB radio go. Oh man, I love being able to contact over the radio waves people from... The depths of hell. I'm pretty sure that's the only people who have CB radios anymore. People who are already in the depths of hell. I think truck drivers still do. CB do they radio. still do CB? They don't have. They haven't adapted to like Wi-Fi of some sort. Some trucker Wi-Fi is not I available. Know. I don't know. That can't be right. I'm not up to date on the latest in. Uh, you know what my favorite uh, song truck is? Truck driver technology. What? Convoy. Yeah. Jonathan uh, says raw is Renee. We're gonna talk about that. Yes. Very soon. Alto says check Twitter. All right. Well, well, we you, both can't do it. I'll, you do do that. And Combs, 1986. I've been playing the new Spider-Man game, and it's real. Real. Power rank best Spider-Man villains. Thanks, guys. Uh, well, Green Goblin has to be number one. You know, I'm not huge on... Uh, I don't really care about Spider-Man's bad guys. Like, there's Dr. Octopus. Yeah. He's good. Green Goblin's good. Green Goblin. I always felt he was just sort of goofy. Um, Venom is probably because I came up in the 90s like yeah, I was yeah, reading yeah. the 90s but he's kind of transitioned to just as much anti-hero as villain right oh I have no idea I don't know probably he, he got mean, so he was so popular so quick that it was kind of not, he was a heel that couldn't stay heel yeah <laughs> so what he kind of like Deadpool he was a yeah. heel that could never stay heel yeah so yeah probably but who yeah. knows who knows uh, name explained just got here have I missed anything not much Shane Anonymous, longtime viewer, and finally made a live stream. You guys help me get through work. Keep up the great work, friendos. Thank you very much, Shane. Um, Travis Dayton, the band is back together. Welcome back, Larson. Thank you. What am I checking on Twitter? There's I don't know. Alto said he tweeted something. There's nothing here. Um, you probably want to read this next one from Winemaker. All right. Oh, oh, Winemaker, right? Hello, you pair of twats. Oh, geez. Uh, the, uh, the, the picture originally of Renee Young that I was going to put on the thumbnail was her oh, yeah. doing doing this for some reason. And I liked it because it's a direct shot at our British friends. This is bad in England. England. You can't, go, bad. You can't, you can't do, that. do that. You can't do that. Uh, Fear and Loathing NYC says, Korea Shmaria, I want Mueller, Paul, uh, Robert Mueller's, Mueller's, can't talk right now. The next investigation be on Adam Mayhem, not my <laughs> champ. Oh, man. oh, look at that. Oh, by, by the way, Anthony Matude. Uh, just ordered us a uh, Chicago. Oh yeah, those are back on sale. Those are back on sale. Uh, friendomarket.com. If you order it during the show, Steve will say your name. I will say your name out loud. Yeah, uh, Universal Jones. Out. Happy belated birthday, Steve. Get in your birthday suit. Um, that I believe means naked. Yeah, and we'll get our YouTube channel. Take Nobody down. wants to see Bree that. Bree Marie finally caught the live stream before class. Happy Monday, friendos. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, everybody. Fear and Loathing NYC. Kayfabe, what assignment did Jonathan Coachman go on to, ha to not have a raw gig anymore? We're going to talk about that uh, during the show because they explained why he's off raw. Oh, good. I, I don't know this information. I come well, in, I, I just they reach. Out. They just say he's going to the, he's, he's got a whoa, new, he's whoa, got, whoa, he's whoa, got whoa, a new whoa. position. Don't say that. Uh, Brandon Lusala, any specific uh, PlayStation 2 era SmackDown versus Raw games you guys want? Which one do we have? I think we have 06. That's the only one we have. I'm pretty sure the only one we have is 06. Anything that's goofy, although the goofy one might have been for like GameCube or maybe, something. Maybe. I don't know. W.S. Yeah. Fletcher, we got one more. Uh, okay. Undertaker is an ensign on the Enterprise uh -huh. talking to Worf about switching duty shifts. Go. Hello, uh, Mr. Worf. Uh, I, I have a question for you. Yes. I, <laughs> good, Worf. I'm I have a, a Hell in a Cell match coming up this Sunday at Hell in a Cell, and I need to switch my shifts because I'm working the weekend shift usually. You are aware that we're in space. You can rest in P and then Tombstone Wharf. Wow. Anyways, Wharf kicks out at one. <laughs> whoa! On a two. Whoa! Last ride. Uh, let's talk about Andrade San Almas. Yeah. El Idolo himself has seemed to have found 
not just one fan, but the ultimate fan backstage in WWE. This is coming from Fightful. Yeah. Uh, Fightful spoke to multiple people backstage in WWE about Andrade Cien Almas, and apparently he's endeared himself to many in control of his fate on the show. Fightful adds that has impressed that he Andrade has. has impressed several WWE officials, including Vince, based on his work with AJ Styles, which directly led to his feud with Daniel Bryan. Fightful also mentions, quote, there is already incredible amount of trust put into Almas, even though he could barely get on TV his first couple months on the main roster. Yeah, Fightful source continues, quote, that in the case of Almas, he was put in a spot where he wasn't expected to shine the way he did, and it made an impression, and that's typically the way that McMahon ends up taking notice of people who come from NXT. So Ruben breaking, like, Ruben Nuno Ortiz, just placed in order for you. a shirt. Um, so it sounds like, at least in Vince's mind, when you're brought from NXT, the expectations are so low. Okay, let me ask you something. Is it weird that like we know more about these cats coming up from NXT than Vince does? Seems that way. That's a little weird, it right? Is weird, I know. You're populating your show with people that you don't know what their what their deal is and, and what they can do. It seems like in his mind, he doesn't really know anything about them. And therefore, like if they are actually if they are really good at their job and they show that they are really good at their job, yeah. he's impressed by them. Yeah. Like just watch them NXT, Vince. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I know he doesn't sleep. <laughs> right. What is he doing with his time? I don't that know. That he's not looking at that Gargano Almas match and saying, Oh, I can make a lot of money off that guy. Bring him up now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you, I, I don't you have Almas barely on TV yeah. and you have him in a, a match against AJ. And then he, it's just then that Vince realizes that Almas is money and great. What the hell? Pay attention, Vince. Pay, maybe pay attention. Because even, but I, hey, I'll say this. I'll say this about Almas. And this. This isn't true about everybody, all right? This isn't true about everybody. And I'm not sure what the difference is. If it's unfair to say this, I don't know. But when Almas came over from NXT, dude, there, there are certain guys, and Drew McIntyre is definitely one of them as well, who when he shows up on Raw yeah. and then Almas on SmackDown, there seems to be an extra little bit of fire. Both those guys already had it, right? Yeah, yeah. But like Drew, and Drew is another name that we've heard about Vince really being into him. Um, because there is, there seemingly is like an extra little edge. Some guys just bring, I remember almost as, I forget who's against, but almost his first match on SmackDown yeah. when he got called up, right? There was just, maybe he was against like a jobber or something. Yeah, I think it was. There was just, he had, and it was the same thing he had in NXT, but he didn't dial it down at all. He brought the intensity. Oh, I remember yeah. his running knees to the yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah. They just look so, there's such a sense of urgency with his performance there's in the ring. There's a sense of ferocity with his high impact moves. That back elbow he does. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. like a shotgun's going off in the arena because he, is, it, it, it seems like both Almas and Drew, to, to piggyback on your point there, um, showed up to the main roster as if they had something to prove. Yeah. Now, and I, dude, I hate saying this because I really love him and I think that they're wasting a massive creative opportunity with him. But take Bobby Roode on the other hand. It took him a while and I think too long, which is why we see him where he is now. To And I understand that he was a heel in NXT and they brought him in as something completely different. Essentially, simply the glorious gimmick. Yeah. And I'm, you know, so you can't blame it all on him. No, no. But I didn't see that kind, that level of intensity coming from him. Yeah. You know, they had him out there smiling all goofy. And again, I'm not putting it squarely on him, but Almas, thank God they didn't do what I f thought they were going to do, bring him in as a face. Drew, they brought him up in a role that just demanded his intensity anyways, yeah. but essentially it was just Drew. Well, maybe part of it too is is when they bought, brought Almas specifically and to a slightly lesser extent Drew, they brought them up um, in, in scenarios which it didn't demand a ton their performance on camera wasn't as dependent on character as it was their performance in the ring sure yeah and okay. i think they benefited from that whereas yeah. bob rude yeah it was all about hey here's this happy glorious bob rude character and that was the focus not what he can do in the ring yeah i wonder i i wonder if bob rude because we know he can he can be super intense in the mm -hmm. ring we can we can we know that i wonder if maybe he tried to dial that down to play into that character be. because you know his first match was against I think like Aiden English yeah and it was a relative it had like a commercial break so it was a relatively competitive yeah, affair longer, it should have been so man I don't know if, if he would have seamlessly slid into the glorious character 
maybe that would have uh, spelled a different um, outcome for him. And I mean, I'm sure there's still plenty of time for him to turn around. I hope this I Chad hope so. Gable yeah. team pays off. I really do. I like Bobby Roode a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it does it does kind of speak to if you if you ramp up that intensity in the ring, you know. And, you know, Vince is sitting there at Gorilla watching. He knows when you're bringing it. And yep. if he sees that back elbow and it's, oh, my God, what was that? Yeah. I also kind of wonder if, if expectations for a guy like Almas and maybe even Drew might be. So expectations for Bobby Roode. Vince McMahon sees the glorious thing and he's wowed by it. There's nothing about Almas that is so overwhelming in terms of his presentation yeah. that you're going to have your expectations through the roof. Yeah. You think of glorious Bobby Roode. The guy looks amazing. He's got this spotlight on him, the amazing robe. The robe that seems to be luminescent, the great song, all that. Yeah. The expectations might be really high, and so they can only go down, even though they book him like crap. Mm-hmm. With Almas, it could be that, wait, but again, who's this that, guy? Yeah, that's because you know? Vince doesn't, and he does, pay, because attention he doesn't pay attention to the work. Yeah, so there's like no expectations mm-hmm. there. I don't know, maybe, maybe that, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see how that could be a good thing, but at the same time, maybe... I guess maybe the case could be made if he keeps ignorant about what's going on in NXT. I'm not actually an advocate of this. No, no, no. But uh, it, it gives people an opportunity to wow the boss. Yeah. When they might not otherwise be given that opportunity per se. And I mean, I, I and would if it imagine helps them. Then that's that's good for them. And there is, I mean, there is a difference in atmosphere. There are two different beasts coming from you know full sail. And granted, you know, takeovers aren't, you know, it's not chump change or anything, but no. coming from full sale on a you know monthly basis to, you know, a weekly basis on TV. And then, of course, the house show schedule, that's a bit different. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's one reason why Vince, you know, thinks that it's OK not to pay attention to his developmental project. I think that's terrible. I yeah, really do. I think it's awful. But uh, but it's good. It's good to see that real qual- solid quality work, which him and Zelina Vega both put in. It was hopefully being rewarded. Is being rewarded. If maybe not in wins, at least in, in high profile feuds, that'll give him some spotlight. Hey man, look, what happened the last time a dude came back with expectations down here at the bottom, but it was obviously, it was obvious he was working his ass off. He became WWE champion and that guy was Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people poo poo that, but this could be a similar situation, could you be. know? I know we're thinking that The Miz is probably gonna have that title next, but if SmackDown kinda stays thematically the same way it is, no big monsters, no obvious, get out of here, Gio. Yeah, what is that? I don't know, man, you're all trying to dick with my stuff. No sort of, you know, obvious, um, like Romans who have to take, who have to have the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you, you, you plant the seeds. A guy for, like Almas could do it. You plant the seeds for a future larger Daniel Bryan Almas feud now for it to continue on potentially after Mania if Daniel Bryan gets the belt off the mm-hmm. Miz then. Especially if their next foray um, isn't into Japan for NXT as they have with the UK, but if it's in Mexico, if they want to make a really, really strong presence, or if they want to have a really, really strong presence there, do a couple tours down in Mexico, you're going to want a guy like almost mm-hmm. to be your champion, mm-hmm. you know, or at least your a main eventer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could that could be all good for him, and the dude deserves it. He's oh, nothing yeah. but money. Could you imagine? Remember, it was, seemed like just not that long ago that, you know, Alberto Del Rio was giving an interview saying, yeah, WWE thinks he's fat, so he's probably not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, look at him now. I know. He's a stud. He is. Yeah. Next up, huge news this morning dropped courtesy of WWE.com. Coachman out. Say goodbye, Coach. Renee Young in as full-time commentator on Raw. Um, Coachman apparently will now be handling host duties on pay-per-view kickoff shows. So they're essentially trading Renee Young up to Raw. Coachman kickoff shows. All right. All right. Yeah. Great deal for Raw. Huge improvement. Uh, and actually, Coachman, when he was on ESPN hosting SportsCenter, he, he did a pretty capable job of that. So I think him sitting behind the kickoff show desk, hosting that, kicking to different segments, more like a SportsCenter anchor versus a play-by-play person, I think that'll actually you know uh, uh, play into his skill set a lot better, too. I hope uh, Booker T remains on kickoff and uh, just gives Coach all sorts of shit. Just, yeah. like, really makes him work for his money. All right. Because Booker T is amazing. He is amazing. It's funny, I tweeted out this morning. I was like, man, I just, now now it'd be perfect if Booker T was just added as a fourth man. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty much, I mean, I wasn't joking, but, like, I know it's not going to happen. A lot, oh, of yeah. people, a lot of people took that as serious. <laughs> now, look, man, I, well, I, I don't treat Twitter very seriously. No, but also, 
you're serious and that you'd like to see it happen. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm you not serious, serious in thinking, thinking that, that it's going to happen. Exactly. So your motivation was true. Yeah, people are crazy, though. So anyways, this is great news. Renee Young commented on this on Twitter, and she said, quote, I am so, so insanely excited about this. Be the first woman to take over there, that chair that so many amazingly talented voices and personalities have sat in before me. Thank you to Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, Mike Cole, and Corey Graves, and many others. Um, I was just watching the first episode of May Young Classic, which we'll get to shortly. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, that in a bit. Uh, of course, she is doing commentary on that along with Beth Phoenix and Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. So far, mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done a great two, uh, job two weeks she's been on. Um, the, I, I would imagine with further reps, we'll only get better. Great addition. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Triple H also chimed in. A bunch of people chimed in on yes. Twitter. Of course, Triple H, one of them. Every evolution needs a voice to tell us its story. Incredibly proud of at Renee Young, WWE. Welcome to the hashtag raw commentary team. And then uh, I think Michael Cole yeah, said, work hard and you will be rewarded. Simple but true. Tonight will be a top five highlight in my 22 year career. Congrats, Renee Young. Uh, Stephanie McMahon had this to say. I'm uh, so proud of Renee yeah. Young becoming the first ever female commentator on Raw. You deserve it. I can't wait to hear perspective every Monday night. And again, there's more. Uh, Charlotte commented with congratulations. Natalia, picture her, Renee. Um, again, you deserve it. Congrats from Kurt Angle. Um, pretty cool. unanimous from the WWE Universe Corey Graves. A well-deserved honor for Renee Young. Corey Graves said this, I somehow managed to lose two different iPhones this week. I'm back together, and my first order of business is to congratulate Renee Young. I did it in person already, but, you know, if it doesn't happen on social media, it doesn't happen. So you you might want to get your phone situation figured out there. Seems like you did. Corey Graves. Isn't that that what he said? Uh, Yeah, but, you know, losing two in a week, that's, that's something else. That's an ongoing battle, it sounds like. Yeah. You know? He's good now. Yes. Make sure he's good tomorrow. But, what, but will he lose number three? Ooh, stay tuned to going in raw dirt sheet. That'll be the top story Friday show. <laughs> there you go. With hopefully Luchando. Anyways, speaking of Renee Young doing commentary work, let's talk May Young Classic 2018. Episode one went up on Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, with all the stuff we had going on in the week, didn't get a chance to watch it or review it. Watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh one episode in, overall thoughts, Steve. Uh, do you agree with me that it seems like the quality of the in-ring work across the board, granted it's one episode, um, seems more consistent than last year? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could be I could be completely wrong about this. I feel like the people they're bringing back from last year have had like, okay, so for example, yes, I do agree with you. Take Rhea Ripley, for example. Holy crap. Complete and utter transformation over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. She's super young. Mm-hmm. She reminds me now of um, she's got some Pete Dunn going on. A little bit. Her attitude. A little bit. It's like completely fully formed evil heel Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Looks amazing. And she's got some uh, some some metal music. Yeah. Hey, check this out. So, uh, you know, I was on vacation yesterday on our way back home. My wife and I stepped into a brewery. Cool. Um, and, you know, stopped, had lunch, had a beer. And they're playing, you know, what you pretty much expect, you know, like for ambient music on the outside. Yeah. You know, some mild, chill beats. Like Bonnie Bear or something. I go to the bathroom, and it's death metal playing in Oh, there. hell yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Where else, like, what, you know, what better place to listen to death metal than while either doing a number one or number two? Mm-hmm. That's, like, the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, man, I want to keep it mellow in there. Um, no, you don't want someone barking at you while you're trying to relieve yourself? <laughs> Not really. Look at the, <laughs> look at the, look at the, I don't even like that when I'm working out. Oh, I'll I thought be it was great. Um, look at the, I mean, just the list of names that they brought in this year, yeah. plus the people they brought back from last yeah. year. Um, yeah, it does. It, it just, it feels like. The quality's a bit, not to you know, disparage anybody last no, year, no, no, but no. The, it does feel like there's a, the quality's high this year, man. Yeah, yeah. The quality's super and, you know, high I, this I year. I saw the first, this first episode, before I watched it, I wasn't sure how long it was, and I saw, oh, four matches. They're going to shortchange somebody. But I felt like all of these were at least 10 minutes long. Yeah. Everybody got a, a showcase to, to show off their skills. So, which last yeah. year, I felt like there was a lot more, not a lot more, but more matches that were short yeah right 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 there wasn't a single squash match amongst any of these so like killer kelly she's in the uk division right yeah she was her jenny and tony storm she was on the one of the nights or both the nights yeah royal the, the royal albert, albert hall yeah thing yeah yes um so like you know you got tony storm in the uk division she was in there last year but then she brings along with her jenny and killer kelly and mm-hmm. that's, those are like two fantastic oh and isla dawn too and isla dawn yeah yeah 
Those are great names right yeah. there. So immediately you're you know you're pulling from more from a division you pulled from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, was yeah. Sitar in it last year? I don't remember. I kind of feel like she was. I don't remember. And then Lacey Lane. I don't think Lacey Lane was in it last yeah. year. She's great. Yeah. Her look is man. Yeah. She looks like a freaking comic book character. She's great. <laughs> you got the the DC character. That's awesome. Oh, for Zatara, yeah. Yeah. Thought she might have been in it last year, but it could be. Uh, no, I guess just this year. My bad. But yeah, I mean the the list of names they got this year is fantastic. Mia Yim, I heard her and Allison K put on a really really great match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and yeah, uh, so yeah, the first match uh, for was, episode uh, one was Tegan Knox. Um, versus Zatara. Of course, uh-huh. Tegan Knox was supposed to be in last year's May Young Classic. Unfortunately, blew at her knee, had ACL yeah. surgery, uh, which kept her out for several months. She yeah. Just kind of returned to action. So, like, okay, spoiler alert, kind of ish, I guess. Yeah. Spo- I mean, a lot of people probably already know this. So, uh, Tegan Knox won her first match here against Zatara with the Shining Wizard. I believe she goes on. In the next match against, is it Rhea Ripley or is it an, another match I feel like after that? I feel like this might be further on than that. Okay. Anyways, so if anybody who actually pays attention to like what's going on, Tegan Knox is kind of want to look out for because it, it, it's it's not good. For yeah, her. So it's it's a bummer. It is a total bummer. So when I see her, when I saw this the opening match, I was like, oh. I mean, it's it's hard to avoid spoiler spoilers. No, I sometimes. know. You can also see, you know, pretty instantly why they're oh so God, high on. I her. know. The She's charisma really level yeah, charisma and levels off the and in the ring, super smooth in the ring. Yeah, um, pretty athletic. Yeah, Zatara was great though. Yeah, she was fantastic. Where is she from? Do you know? Chile. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, promotion wise, do know. we know? Okay, know. all right. No, she was great. She's the full on like you know lucha heel mm-hmm. was was great. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tegan Knox won with the. I think they she calls it the shiningest wizard. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, she's been all over. She's been on the the NXT house circuit for the last few months for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. doing really good stuff there. Um, after that, we had uh, Rhea Ripley versus MJ Jenkins. I loved MJ Jenkins. Yeah, she was her. awesome. <laughs> she was Speaking really about good. charisma, about charisma levels off the charts. I know. So where where has she been? Oh, okay. So she, oh, she, Shine Combat Zone. Yeah. Oh, she's she, been an impact too. And she trained uh, at Bubba and Devon's school. Uh, oh, that. okay, okay, cool, right on. I'm so yeah, it's, 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 she, it seems like you know she's got all the tools. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed by her. And you mentioned Rhea Ripley, the kind of reinvention she's undertaken over the last oh, year. Oh man, just great, just absolutely fantastic. Just all clad in leather mm-hmm. and just mean snarls and I mean. didn't because here's the thing. So last year when she showed up, she was very sort of fresh faced. Yeah, she was well, she's young, like twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, well, she's only twenty one now. Know. Yeah, no, but she, you know, it's like, oh, that's cute. I wonder, and you think that she's gonna, it's gonna take like three years for her to get anywhere. No. Holy crap! Well, there's a great moment where the, you know, like the ref will, will, uh, kind of pat the competitors down, make sure they got no foreign objects on mm-hmm. them. And the ref was doing that. Rio was in its corner just doing this. <sighs> yeah. There was one time, uh, Jessica is the name of the, the yeah, yeah, female Jessica ref. Yeah, Jessica Carr, I think. Yeah. Jessica Carr. At one point, at one point, Rio says, okay, Jessica. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Mean uh, Rhea Ripley's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Pump handle powerbomb is what she won with. Yeah, kind of nowhere too. Yeah. That was great. Um, but yeah, MJ Jenkins, keep, keep an eye out for her. Oh, she's, yeah. She's all swagger. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, next up, we had Lacey Lane versus Vanessa Craven. This is like literally a monster versus just yeah, a really cool looking comic book character. Terrifying. And she was delivering some pretty mean chops. Dude, she literally looked like a character out of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like her face looks like monstrous. Not like in a, you know, but she, she looks like Arr. the face is. Arr. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, she's making some faces. She was making some mean monster and faces. Had, you know, kind of like purple hair. Like in my mind, she has like fangs. All right. She probably doesn't really, but man. No, she doesn't. I, I think that's a good job that she, you know, any, put that in my head. I didn't see any fangs at all. Pretty sure she did. At one point, she ripped Lacey Lane's arm clean off. Wow. That was horrifying. It didn't help that I was doing shrooms during this match. Yeah, apparently not. And they kicked in instantly. That's what he did while I was on vacation, huh? <laughs> Had to pick and choose my spot here, man. Can't do it on the show. No, certainly cannot. I'm joking. Steve doesn't do that stuff. No, he doesn't. Anyways, it was Lacey Lane trying to combat the taller, stronger Mm -hmm. uh, opponent. Meaner, eviler. Yeah, so she was trying to kick her on her legs, 
knock her off a vertical base, trying everything. That's what you do when you have somebody who's bigger than you. You try to knock you kick them off. their legs. Yeah, to try to take away their height advantage. Vertical base. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because you got if your knees are giving out on you, there's no power behind anything you do, Steve. And uh, talk about kind of out of nowhere, Lacey Lane was getting her ass kicked most of this match, and then uh, she uh, she rallied, like you said, she'd been kicking out her legs, crucifix bomb, and uh, was really leaning into the into the pin attempt and got it. Kind of one of those, you know, oh my god, surprise victories. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't really surprised. You can tell Lacey Lane, they they should have plans for her yeah because holy crap she looks like a million bucks yeah. and she's a really fantastic wrestler yeah and she's pretty so, new to it still too if I, uh, my understanding and is. this is a really fun story that was told. all these yes. are really fun stories yes. that are being yeah told every match her. got its own story mm-hmm. uh lastly the main event killer kelly versus mako sadamura oh man so we weren't that familiar with uh sadamura's work no this. apart from now seeing I her really... finisher a few times on on on, on youtube, YouTube which yeah. is amazing there's she didn't like get to a do compilation it. of of just her finish which is describe her finish for it's kind of like a, a leg drop curb stomp type deal yeah it's something else yeah check it out um i feel she, like that's a move that we were talking we were about. we yeah. were and we thought why how come no one does it and someone brought the famous her which isn't quite the same thing that's nah, not but anyways, this was a great match. Uh, Sodomore is she's a veteran. They showed footage of her on Nitro, yeah, years and years ago, yeah. Um, so she's been doing this for a while. She's great, super smooth, super technically sound, and brutal. Yeah, just like this was a like you're you're she's in there with Killer Kelly, who's got some MMA experience. Yeah, and they're like there are a couple of close ups of these like kicks that Sodomore was delivering. Yeah. And they were nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like I walk in and you I walked in and you're finishing up this match and at one point you went like that. No. Because she had wrist control was... and she did like, you know, walked under, kick right in the chest. Yeah. And it looked pretty flush. It looked pretty stiff. Yeah. Um but then like when she's doing during her little video promo thing, I'm like, Oh, I want her to be my mom. Like she's probably the same age as me. I might be even older than her by Maybe. a year or two. But uh, but she has a very motherly quality about her until then, she's in the ring, and then she, she gets in the ring, and it's and like she evil destroys mom. everybody. Holy crap! Oh, that was great. Anyways, and and by the way, that Death Valley driver is no joke. No, you know why? Because when she does it, she lands like, on her opponent, like Velveteen Dream does. But he's so lanky; like she looks like she just puts stuff into it. Yeah, and he—I mean, his are always fun to watch because he's so tall and his legs. Well, also he like kind of does a cartwheel when he does it, so he lands on his feet. Yeah, it's so much fun to watch. Whereas she didn't; she just dropped all her body weight on which Killer is, Kelly, which is something that like you don't really see that often. No, you know, like no. she really makes an emphasis point. Um, on that Death Valley driver is my favorite Death Valley driver. I've only seen it one time. It's yeah, great. It's great. So I'd be totally cool if that's her finisher. I wonder. I don't know if uh, they allow her to do her finisher. Yeah, I don't know. I hope so because because remember there was like a question. Oh, are they going to let Kyrie Sane do her crazy elbow? Yeah. Well, that was more because they thought Bailey, Bailey was, was doing an elbow. Doing it. Design, so it wasn't. Time. It wasn't yeah. an issue of you know someone else in the company doing the same finisher. At least in this case, I guess if they don't let her do her finish it. I don't know, like a safety concern, but I don't see how that's any worse than Seth's stomp. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. It's a W. That's my, kind of my main point is like, they're just weird. Yeah, they are weird They just sometimes. get weird sometimes. They do. You know? They do. Anyways. They do. Anyways, before we continue, we've got some words from our sponsor, forhims.com. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? If there are, you're not alone, Larson. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35, and the thing is, when you start noticing hair loss, it's too late. Yeah, so why turn to weird solutions or do nothing when you can turn to medicine and science? 4hims.com is the one-stop shop for men for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness. Yeah, thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss with well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. And it's easy. Just answer a few questions, a doctor will review your order, and products are shipped directly to your door. That means no waiting rooms and no awkward in-person doctor visits. Save time by going to 4 And now, listeners of Going In Raw can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. So go to 4 slash G-I-R, that's F-O-R, 
H-I-M-S dot com slash G-I-R. Again, that's 4 slash G-I-R. Thanks again to 4 for sponsoring today's show. It really, really does help going in raw to check out their products at 4 com slash G-I-R. Uh, ooh, Cody, we got news on yeah. that, that fancy pants NWA title. Oh, yeah, man. Cody Rhodes. Cody, Cody. Sorry. Just Don't Cody. Don't call him Rhodes. Don't call him Rhodes. Uh, we've got a uh, word on his next appearance, I guess. With yes. the NWA yes. uh, championship title. Yes. You want to talk about yeah, this Yeah, sure. So get He's happy, calling Steve. me from New York. I don't know. Get happy, though, Steve. Okay, I'm happy. Because Cody, the new NWA champ, is heading to your favorite promotion, Championship Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, nice. September 16th. Nice. Oh, that's this weekend. Ooh. I wonder, I don't know, like, what the oh. delay is in getting the episode up. But this this seems to be a very special episode because it's got Cody in it. I yeah. love championship wrestling from yeah. Hollywood, man. I know you, you you speak highly of it. Um, and it was also announced that Cody will have his first uh, title event defense as NWA champion at the NWA 70th anniversary show. It's taking place October 21st in Nashville. And his opponent will be Nick Aldis. Rematch. So Steve. What's going to happen? Is Cody going to successfully retain this title? Is this going to be a short-term win to give a little exposure to the NWA just to have it go back to all this? What's it going to be? I have a really hard time. So this is a big event, 70th anniversary show. I Huge. think they're trying to make a big deal out of yes. it. I think the, in this Cage Side Seats article that we li- we're going to link to in the description we got this info from, uh, Corgan also said they're going to bring back like the North American title, I want to say, and start focusing on the tag titles. Oh, man, that's like a lot. You're, well, doing, you're doing too much now. No, no, that's what you got to do. Do, 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 this, do what they're doing for like another couple of years. Just the one title. Have them go. Just 20 years. I mean, look at what we're doing. Look at how, look at what we're doing with the H title, which is, you know, arguably has the same prestige as the NWA title. We'll give Adam Mayhem some time then, yes. <laughs> hey, man, if we if that H title was, uh, was around now and they were still there, they're still doing what they were doing the NWA title. Oh, then maybe two years ago. Then I think we'd probably be. It's the national right heavyweight championship, so essentially North American title. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then tag titles as well. National. Yeah, man. I don't know. What do you think? Who do you think is going over here? I think that I don't know. I so like know. It's Mel- hard. Meltzer it's- seemed to think that they were gonna that he said that it's it's possible all this is gonna get it back because of the Ring of Honor contract, et cetera, et cetera. I would think, and I'm no Dave Meltzer, obviously, but. Uh, I would be quite a bit more jacked. Apparently, he's doing a thing with the uh, Cultaholic, the Straight to Hell series. That's I saw man, that. That's awesome. I saw that's that. great. Um, no, I don't know. I, so here's the thing. Matt Jackson said correctly. So they, they have all the leverage in the world. Yes. Those guys right now, their contracts are about to come up. Yeah, November. So they're kind of like lame duck contracts. They have all the leverage in the world. Oh, yes. If, if Cody wants to have that NWA title... I don't think there's a person alive who would think it's a bad, I maybe save Nick Aldis, who could be the next national champion because yeah. he's a stud. He's, yes, a, he's he a good guy. Um, I don't think there's anybody alive who would be like, nah, we need to put it back on Aldis. I just, I don't think so. If he wants it, it's just a matter of, you know, does he want to be, because he's going to have to show up as NWA champion to things like championship wrestling from Hollywood. Does he want to do that? Does he have too much on his plate? Um, I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Know. It, it, it depends on what Cody wants. Depends what Corgan wants for the NWA. Depends. See, I think it stops at your first line there. Because if 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 Bill, if anybody were to say, "Hey, no, I I'm not. I don't not, want that title on." And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Corgan wants long term. Yeah, how he's trying to build yeah. the promotion up. Not, of course, he, if given his druthers, I'm sure he'd love to have that uh-huh. built around Cody's waist. But if doing so doesn't fit into the long-term plan, because he's always spoken long-term about what he yeah, wants to do with the NWA. Yeah, if, if doing so means Cody can't show up as champion the number of times that Corgan feels it would be right for him to show up as champion to defend that title, then and that doesn't play into his hand. Yeah, I guess so. This was a, if, if, if that's the case, then this was a fantastic way to re-legitimize the NWA championship in a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So mission might be accomplished and then he can get it back on all this. I just it's it's been a very short amount of time since All In. At the same time, like I said, I think Mission kind of accomplished this. In it. a sense, yeah. But if you know, if if Corgan's try to reestablish the NWA as somewhat of a unifying organization for essentially non WWE wrestling in the states, 
then it would be pretty awesome to keep that built on Cody for yeah, a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, they built that 10 pounds of, of gold, like largely, I'll go back and watch all of them largely on Aldis. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how much access. Well, I mean, he's Billy Corgan. He's got plenty of money. Did you watch the, uh, the, the, the all in episode of 10 pounds of gold? I just watched like the first couple minutes. I meant to get back to it, but holy crap, the production value is fantastic. I mean, he just has a couple of camera dudes running around with some yeah, nice yeah, cameras, yeah. but man, it looks great. Yeah. You know, it looks really good. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know if it's going to be, it'd be cool if it was streaming somewhere. I'd check the shit out of that. I'd watch oh, that. Oh, at the 70th anniversary show? Yeah. You're in luck to be on Fight TV. Yes. Thank you, man. You're just a, a bastion of good news today, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I'm sending you off on your top secret mission in the best of moods. When is this shit? October 21st? Oh, yeah. man. Maybe we should stream that. Oh, I'd live stream. Yeah. What day of the week is the 21st? Let's find out. It is. We're in luck. It's a Sunday. All right. Busy October. It could be. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think out there? Do you think Cody will retain? He's going to retain? Will Aldous reclaim that title? Yeah. Man, I'm glad you're back. I noticed the super chat. Somebody said, uh, Travis Dayton said, the band is back together. Welcome back, Larson. Yeah. I forgot about that shit on Friday. Ooh, I had to do that by myself. Not huge on that. Yeah. So, I don't know. You I've should... never done it by myself, so Thursday is going to be interesting. Is Mayhem around? Bring Mayhem on the I show. I thought about that. Yeah, I'm on the show. I don't show. know if he's going to be back from Korea. Is but... there like, um, he's coming back today. Oh, all right. Is there like, um, but I don't know. He might be going back out on the road. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is there like a sensor beep? Like a, a time delay in case he says something completely off the rails? We'll just have to have a talk beforehand. I don't know. Can you control the H champion, Larson? Well, it's not a matter of control or not. <laughs> I can uh, ask. <laughs> you can ask politely. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, it's time for maybe our favorite part of the Monday show. It's time for the Raw preview, Steve. It's our favorite part of the show if, if they're if it's quality. The a writer. If based, it's the A writer. Based on the titles, I think we might be in for a treat. I'll begin. New Orleans gets rowdy once more in the same city that hosted her WWE in-ring debut at this year's WrestleMania. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey stands alongside her friend and trading partner Natalia to battle former title holder Alexa Bliss and the wily Alicia Fox in tag team action. This past Monday night, Little Miss Bliss made the Queen of Hearts submit to her own version of Rousey's armbar as the rowdy one looked on from ringside. Can Rousey and Natalia score some retribution this coming Monday night? six nights before the baddest woman on the planet defends her title against the goddess at the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view event. Not bad. Uh, not yeah. bad writing. It's not bad. It's not great either. Anyways, go on to the next one. Well, I'm trying to, let's see, I'm trying to, so what's going to happen here? <laughs> it's a tag match. <laughs> it's a lot of nicknames. Uh, this is a tag match. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, okay, oh, so immediately this, this next one kicks off great. Yeah. Is the shield shattered? Ooh, alliteration, everything. As if dealing with Braun Strowman and the new Raw Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre wasn't enough, the Shield now have to combat a small army of menacing superstars who have formed a unified front against the Hounds of Justice. After Universal Champion Roman Reigns, Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose were arrested this past Monday night and charged with inciting a riot... Criminal damage and disorderly conduct, the Shield returned to bring the fight to the monster among men and his new allies. How could they get charged with inciting a riot when they came down? It was Baron Corbin who sent the entire locker room out. Uh, I feel like if they're if Corey Graves is correct and their lawyer is David Otunga, that's the only explanation we need. All right, All right. I don't think he's that great. Uh, but they were met with a massive ambush that included virtually half of the Team Red roster. Although clearly injured in the assault, the Hounds of Justice refused medical care at the end of the night. Will the big dog be at 100% when he defends his title against Strowman inside Hell in a Cell next Sunday? And how will the Shield strike back now that their enemies have joined forces? Lars, let me ask you something. Hmm. If So last week, the Shield got beat down by like everybody, right? Yeah, basically. This week, it stands to reason that they may end standing tall yeah does that affect the math going in no range is totally winning to hell in a cell 
next, the game responds to the dead man. The game. Uh, After WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels came to Raw and predicted a win for Triple H in the game's final battle against The Undertaker. Put you down like at a dog. WWE Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia. Your friend. The Phenom made a shocking return to the red brand I'm estate back. in no uncertain terms that he was going to put HBK's buddy Triple H down again. Like a dog. Referring, of course, to the dead man's back-to-back WrestleMania wins against the game in 2011 and 2012. Who wants a hot dog? Triple H will address The Undertaker's comments Monday in New Orleans and what will surely be a must-see appearance by the King of Kings. I want a hot dog. I'm going to put it down like a hot dog. Mick Foley relives. Oh, God. This again? We're doing this shit again? Mick Foley relives Hell in a Cell history. As Universal Champion Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman take their rivalry inside Hell in a Cell for the first time ever, WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley, who, yes, we know, infamously soared off the top of the diabolical structure two decades ago. We were watching live, we remember. Yep, yep. Returns to Raw to commemorate the 20th anniversary of that grueling and iconic Hell in a Cell match against The Undertaker at King of the Ring 1998, where I put you down like a dog. What advice will Mrs. Foley's baby boy impart to the superstars preparing to do battle inside the cell's terrifying confines? And how will he celebrate one of the most brutal matches in history of sports entertainment? He did this last year or two, or two years every ago. Year. And actually, wouldn't it be more apropos for him to show up tomorrow on SmackDown? Because do you know Jeff Hardy's going to do something crazy with that cell? Yes. Yes. And he can say, hey, this <laughs> happened, Jeff. Don't do anything crazy. Did you see that, uh, that Twitter thing that went semi-viral in the wrestling community? Yeah. That guy jumping off. That trust fall kind of thing. <laughs> and it ended up just belly flopping. <laughs> I know. Do you see how close he was to hitting the edge of that pool? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was, what, three, four feet, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Wow. I, just, I lost it over and over. Oh, I did, too. Because he, he was standing. Like, and he held perfectly still perfectly the whole time. Perfectly still, like a mannequin. The whole time. Oh, the whole man. time. That was great. Yeah, dude. Anyways, let's take some questions. Alto says, DM Steve, lol. So apparently he DM'd you. Well, you need to specify that, buddy. TW. Oh, hold on. Lou Mazzola. That's like my favorite new name. Lou Mazzola. I'll take one of those Chicago Slayers packs, please. Thanks, Uh, Lou. TDW Live. If the Elite show up in WWE, should Adam Cole turn an Undisputed Era and join the Elite? No, 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 no. Undisputed Era versus Elite Feud. What they need to do with, with Michael Cole... Is uh is this is already uh, getting off to a bad idea? <laughs> is that Michael Cole change his name? All right, because it's funny. I see Michael Cole, Adam Cole memes all the time. Uh, Emilio Hernandez said says Rainmaker. Well, yeah, man, absolutely. He doesn't just say Rainmaker. He says Rainmaker. What was that about? Oh, I don't know. He linked me to a TL WWE TLC San Jose oh, yeah. poster. It's gonna be in San Jose, and he says there's possibly gonna be a superstar shakeup. Why does he suspect that? I don't know. He's oh, because Sasha's on the the blue, blue side. side. Uh, Is that Daniel Bryan on the Raw? Side? I mean, yeah, technically, I don't. They're not necessarily. I mean, I guess they're kind of separated. Could but be, man. I think Could that's be. just to balance out. Could be fear and loathing NYC Undertaker trying to convince a very defiant Vince to let him put Bobby Roode over. Um. So Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. What? You got a match with Bob Rude tonight. Who? Bobby Rude. I don't know. Oh, wait. Rick Rude. He's dead. Bobby Rude. He's in the depths of. No, yes. he's in heaven. Bobby Rude, Mark. Oh, yeah. The guy from TNA. Yes. Here's the thing. You've had a great career. It's time to let some new blood go over. Bob Rude gets the win. Okay, just make sure all the zeros are on that paycheck. I'll take $300. I have that much cash in my back pocket. <laughs> That's a great deal. What a deal. Adam Darwin, I have one request for the new WWE game. Um, if it has microtransactions, I urge you not to promote the game. I don't want them in AAA games. I would appreciate it. I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> That was the best answer ever. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. Do they? That's okay. Here's the thing. They technically, did they have microtransactions last year? You could buy loot stuff, right? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we, use a, we use that game for a very specific thing. 
And in terms of how we use that game, I didn't encounter any microtransactions. I'll put it this way. I have, although I was for Steve Thunder on my career mode, I was trying to, I wanted to get a Rainmaker for my finisher and it said I, I needed a loot crate to do that or some shit like that. Yeah. And I, I was like, I, I assume I could probably pay for that, but I didn't and I was fine playing the game. I don't look, man, like you said, exactly right. For our very specific usage of the game, it does. I'm not, I don't put any more in NBA, in NBA 2K. I totally have. I've been like, man, I really want booty juice to be better. So I like plunked down 20 bucks mm-hmm. and I made him better. Yeah. He's still not that good. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that, in that sense, it's just, it's just to speed along the process that could happen if you just played the game. If you grind through it. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. So it's not a situation where you have to do it. Right. So look, I'm not going to get involved in the, we're, we're not gamers. I'm not going to get involved in the debate over microtransactions. I think people have the, if if they don't want microtransactions, don't use them. Yeah, don't spend money on it. And don't buy the game and then the, you know, the market will figure itself exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've seen, we've seen it. I think, didn't, wasn't there like a Star Wars game that people revolted over because of microtransactions, the late lace Battlefront yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, so they just, and they it. changed it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to tell you guys. Travis Dayton, better pizza, New York style or Chicago deep dish? Oh, Chicago deep dish. Yeah, I, we're still trying to figure out New York style, like what the what the gimmick it's just is. Flat, I think. <laughs> All right, you can just fold it up in a pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put it in your pocket. I like I like the the the, the pool of ingredients within the deep dish, and then when it gets cold, it congeals. Yeah. So it's like it's not formless; it holds its form. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was good stuff. Man. It was really good. Uh, I we like, didn't have Lou Malnati. I want to try that next time. I like that his name was Luminati. Um, Thomas Speller. That, this is my favorite question. I want to start a YouTube channel, but I feel my lack of editing skills will hold me back. Should I do it? How much editing do we do on this channel? Our normal weekly programming. One show requires editing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If you look, I'll put it this. I'll put it this way. If you feel that your lack of editing skills are going to hold you back, they probably will hold you back. But also, the best way to improve editing skills is to edit. Yeah, but here's the thing. YouTube is a sinking ship. So I would say go to Vimeo or start a mm. Twitch channel and just play Fortnite. Yeah. Just do that. That's what I'm saying. Or just do content like we do, like these podcasts that require virtually no editing yeah. on a daily basis. Just talk. And then on the side, edit stuff. Practice your editing skills. Well, I don't know what Thomas Beller wants to do. I don't either. If he wants to do like really hype music video montages. Well, to he video, definitely has to practice like. That music video like uh songs to Fortnite gameplay footage yeah yeah they need some practice then you need yeah and the only way to practice is to do it yeah and the only way you can get better is to do it more yeah flame spitter just got home from work time to kick back relax enjoy listening to you guys talk about wrestling thanks for all the con- great content that you guys make thank you very much flame spitter jova odds of undisputed era being called up and feuding against shield um, um not anytime soon i don't think I would think after Mania they're going to get called up, right? Maybe. It's been a, it's hard to believe it's been a year already since they've been up. I know. Um, Warm Soda just says butts. Oh, that's good. I like that. Butts is good. Um, Nick Failer. So you know, there was a thread on the Friendovers on the closed Facebook group. Now it's closed, closed. Can't even get in. Um, and somebody posed the question, again, what is it with the Friendovers trying to get between us and the Undisputed Era? What would they say? This time they asked... Does Steven Larson's uh, uh, relentless love of the Undisputed Era somewhat ruin them for you? For the viewers? Yeah. And some people said, yes. Well, that's just like their opinion, man. <laughs> Although some, most people said no. Yeah. And they thought they were crazy for asking that question, which yeah. is the proper response. And that is <laughs> undisputed. You can't do it if you're holding the phone. One guy said, though, one guy said, he said, so one guy kind of appropriately pointed out that it's kind of just a gag right now. <laughs> but one guy said, yeah, like, I want to seriously know how they would book Undisputed Air. And all they say is, give them all the belts. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a gag. That's not a gag. <laughs> it's in their name. That should be the way to book them. Right? Yeah. Am I right? I'm right. <laughs> These people think that I'm not lurking on that shit. They're Nick Failer. So I read an article, I think, from Forbes saying that it would be in wrestlers' best interest to unionize. What are y'all's thoughts on how unions could impact the business? I don't know, man. Like now you think it'd be the best time, right? Yeah. They've, they've signed everybody. If everybody, like, what are they going to do if people start, you know, 
teaming up. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to go to Raid Impact or whatever? Yeah, I know. Which they're already kind of doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, so. I, I mean, if they, if they could unionize and, and at least get guaranteed time off every year. Yeah. Non-injury related. Yeah. <laughs> like scheduled time off. Right. To yeah. heal their bodies. Um, if they could uh, get a max a number of somewhat related max of number of days they work during the course of the year and then um, I know they get health insurance uh, get health coverage I believe WB Talents it is for anything that happens in the ring mm. I feel like the company should provide health insurance because of yeah. compounding injuries so like you know like say a wrestler who's wrestled for 10 years pretty high impact style he's out mowing his lawn steps on a rock breaks his ankle Whoa, Mr. Glass now. I'm just saying. And, you know, you could tie the injury. Probably that's not the best example to, you know, uh, years of wear and tear in the wrestling ring. It would help if the industry that employed you and and it was maybe indirectly led to the injury could kind of help in the whole situation. Yeah. No, I'll be honest. I don't know enough about, like, their working situation. No, I don't either. I would would suggest this, though. I'm pro-union. I think unions are great. Mm -hmm. Um, I think anytime you can, you know, help the working person, the proletariat, if you will. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Collective bargaining and such. Yeah. So... I would imagine if it ever came to pass, it'd be great. I don't know enough about the pro wrestling industry, the yeah, I workers. I, I didn't. Wasn't there like a story about like Hulk Hogan like torpedoing the attempted <laughs> 80s? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's only when like, apparently there was quite a bit of momentum behind it. Ugh, what a bummer. Jonathan Samoa Joe's Renee tweet is amazing. Hashtag kayfabe. Oh, what did he say? Uh, something like getting an extra source of income or something in the household. (laughs) Read it, read it, read it. I would like to think I had a hand in pushing this talented individual to lock down a more stable income for her household, but this isn't about me. Congrats, Renee. That's good. Uh, Breakingcontrollers.com. Hey, Larson, can I get a Bree mode? He gave us money. Mr. Helking. Yeah, my name is Steve's favorite name. What's your favorite name? Oh, maybe that was, um, what's his name? Lou Mazzola. Oh, there you go. Hey, guys, I hear uh, you got a great podcast called uh, Going In Raw. My name's Lou Mazzola. There you go. I'd like one of those Chicago shirts. Yeah. You, you like the deep dish? Oh, yeah. I like the deep dish. Yeah, deep dish is great. You like Going In Raw? I deep do. dish? I do. DJ Chicken, uh, how did y'all train Gypsy to be the DJ for that show, for the show? Um, train Gypsy to be the DJ? For the show. I don't get that. Uh, I don't know. Was it something you did on Friday? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. I think I yelled at somebody pointed out that I yelled at Hilton to hit the music, and then I just said, I'm a one-man show here. Uh, Minnesota Joe is on Twitter, deadlifting 245 pounds, wearing a going in raw shirt. Awesome. Look at, watch this stud about to lift right here. I'm going to retweet this shit. There's Minnesota Joe's retweet. Let's see. Look at that. And then he, like, his balls, like, just everything comes falling out. Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, look at that. Oh, stud. Oh, and then he, he mad dogs the camera. So that's Excellent. A good, that's a good use of Twitter. Uh, Rahul Kapoor, one pound. Shane Anonymous. Steve, what does your shirt say? It says, shoot your TV, read comics. That's uh, a... sell this shit back yeah, in the day. Yeah, Steve, original shirt. I was going to get a lot of looks. Like, people always think I'm going to shoot up a place if I wear this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Planet Chuck. This is a good question. Would WWE be more interesting if they let the talent be themselves or hired a better writing staff? Uh, so when I was listening to that talk is Jericho, Jericho uh, and uh, Cody. Cody and the Young Bucks, yeah. They were talking about, Cody was saying, it'd be really difficult for me to go to WWE because- he can't take direction anymore, yeah. He says, I get to, what is it called? Write his own song or whatever. And Jericho was talking about having collaborated with Jimmy Jacobs. For the Kevin Owens stuff, yeah. And he said that it was really difficult to, to let go of the final cut as he says. Um, and so I, I, I don't know because I, I, I don't know what the, what the actual like working, I guess the best environment would be a, a, a fully collaborative one. You would think it would be, you would, you would seriously think it would be, you know, where if, the wrestlers can find a comfort zone for themselves, take input from creative, but you know, if, but if, since the wrestler is the one who are doing the talking, they should kind of have final say in what words come out. Of Bobby rude. Yeah. We're going to do this thing with you where you smile incessantly and you're really happy all the time. But then he, I would hope that if he was in. That doesn't work for me. Or either that <laughs> or either that, or say, 
what's going on behind it? Yeah. You know? What's if, my motivation for being happy? Because if he showed happy? up on main roster with this kind of uh, smile on his face all the time after what just happened in NXT, that could have been interesting. Yeah, but dude, I... It wasn't that at all, I know. Yeah. It, because I don't think NXT is canon for them. Half no, the I don't time. think it is. I really don't. Um, Wayne Maker, enjoy your was it Soros money? I don't know what that means. Soros money with undisputed era shills. Soros. I don't know what that means. Um, BreakingController.com. I just remembered Kevin Owens is feuding with Lashley. That could be good. Um, Charvel Myers, how many wrestlers came to y'all both and or recognized you guys at StarCast? How many what now? Wrestlers. Uh, well, Adam Mayhem did. Uh, Simon Grimm. Yeah. He knew us from 10 for the win. Yeah. And by the way, so when the, the vlog went up on Saturday, oh, yeah. there was an entire spiel that Simon Grimm gave us, and it was fantastic, and it was awesome talking to him. And my goddamn phone, which is I'm getting the new iPhone when it comes out. Apparently, the press conference is in two days. Mm. Lacey's getting it from me for my birthday. Cool. Um. Yeah, it cut out. It cut out after after he said like there was like a bit more of the sentence there. Yeah, cut out. Yeah, no, so it's a bummer. God damn it! It was great talking to him though. Yeah, it was awesome. He's fantastic. I think that's it. Uh, I have a couple more here. Um, no, I meant wrestlers who recognized us. Oh yeah. Although apparently, when one of our friendos, I forget whom took a picture with Cody and Kazarian oh, at their cigar meetup thing. You said I'm all about that. He was wearing a going, I'm pretty sure he meant condomless sex because he says, oh, he saw the shirt and said, oh, I'm all about that, man. I'm all about that. Because it says going in raw, that's a euphemism for condomless sex. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Cody just meant, you know, having condomless sex with probably Brandy. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> Chris Wells, when do you see Ambrose turning heel? Uh, before Mania. Yeah, you think they're going to do that shield triple threat at Mania? Probably not. They really should, though. I don't know, man. I'm I wonder still... if they're going to do Reigns versus The Rock. Uh, Reigns. Oh, yeah, they could do that, I guess, still, huh? I was thinking about that. Rock, he can pretty much just do whatever he wants now, right? I would think. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you? I would think that the whole Hollywood insurance stuff, that's got to be kind of a thing of the past, right? I could see that back at the scene of Rock stuff. I would think that'd be still just as much of issue, if not more, because uh, he's older, probably more injury prone. He can, uh, yeah. But here's the thing: talk about a guy who has all the leverage. Oh, I know. But that, I mean, here's the thing: if, if if he's, which never seems to be the case, if he's in between projects, again, he always seems to be working on something. So yeah, true. Then I'm sure yes. But if he's a month before uh, production, when he's supposed to have his match. No, that's still going to be a major issue. Yeah, maybe. There's millions and millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars on the line. If he gets hurt, they have to push to postpone production of the movie. That's what happened to Hercules. Yeah. So it's still going to be No, I would know. I, obviously, it's going to be a scheduling thing. Like, you know, if, but I'm just thinking like the dude makes $65 million a year. It's because he works all the time. Like he could probably get out of, like he could do whatever he wants. As yeah, long, he as, long up, as. If he wants to take a couple months off, he could. Yeah. yeah. But I wonder if, I don't if he ever wants do to do that. that. He seems to like it. He, he seems to enjoy his work. Yeah. So uh, I guess yeah I don't know what I don't know what the incentive would be for him to come back and have a match against Roman Reigns I really don't like what do you think Wait what What would be Rock's incentive to come back and have a match against Roman Reigns Put over Roman I guess And what a weird like didn't Rock pass that torch already to Cena Shouldn't Cena Reigns be the match Yeah we already saw that Is it No Mercy Well yeah but a Mania match Yeah like a big I'm gonna match. tell you OG sneakerhead Eminem or Machine Gun Kelly I think that's MGK. I don't know. I don't really listen to either of them anymore, or at all. <laughs> Did, have really, you ever listened? To not really. No, me neither. Or really, he do a, for didn't that he matter. do a song for WWE? Yeah, one of the manias he did a song. Maybe the one we went thirty-one. The one we I went think to. it wasn't bad. Yeah, it's probably all right. Isn't isn't Machine Gun Kelly who Kevin Owens powerbombed off the stage? Wow, I think wasn't that Eric Bischoff? No, that was Kevin Nash that did that. Kevin Nash powerbombed Machine Eric Gun Bischoff. Kelly. Off the and stage. Machine Gun Kelly. Both of them? Same time. <laughs> Stack of Wayne Maker. It's a play on conspiracy theorist logic. You, again, I don't know if I can say that word. I don't know word. if you can say that word half That's the time. That's what I you thought you were, you were referencing, but I I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's a language barrier between seems us and like Wayne it. Maker. Seems like it. You Sometimes got any more is, Twitter oh, questions? Probably. Oh, are we going to stop? Leva Bates is on Twitter. She's just dinking around in Spider-Man, the video game. It seems like it's pretty fun. People are, are tweeting about that, selfies and such. Uh, Ducari Sanchez, who got, who do you guys think challenges Nakamura at Hell in a Cell for the U.S. title? <laughs> Nakamura at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> it's not going to happen. 
It's like this week. It's like Tuesday. That's it. That's yeah, all no, we have. We got Tuesday, and that's it. He is not going to be at Hell in a Cell. Our truth. That's it for today. Uh, the Patreons, patrons, people who are on Patreon, our Patreon. Stay tuned. Post shows coming up. Are coming is coming up. Yes, it um, is. For everybody else, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Hilton, can you hit that music? With Hilton, are you going to be here Friday to help him out? Luchando might be here. I don't know what you're talking about this Hilton for. Who's Hilton? the same person no they're not didn't we know that stop with that she's gonna take that damn mask off right oh my god i hate the mask just don't do that anymore hilton you're good right okay cool anyways that's it for show thanks so much for tuning in until next time we'll talk to you guys later bye angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.